2: got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and
1: many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media, March 5th, on the Best Show Ever podcast.
0: Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective.
3: There it is, the final HF Pod live for Summer Tour 2022. Woo! Sorry for everyone out there who got a little bit spooked by my enthusiasm, but you know, I don't know if you feel the same right way, Meg. Um, Fish is my favorite band, and when Fish goes on tour, I get really excited. Because I get to hear new music that the band plays and I get to get a sense of where their heads are at, where their hearts are at, what they're thinking about, what's inspiring them. We get to like add a new chapter to the fish story. I know I might be alone here because I think a lot of people really just want to live in the past and be like, that was great. I don't want to hear anything new, but I like hearing stuff new. Do you agree or disagree with me?
4: I agree. And I feel like it's pretty on brand for us.
3: We like the new stuff.
4: We like the new stuff. Yeah. we like to talk about the new stuff.
3: It's fun to talk about the new stuff, isn't it?
4: It's so fun. I'm so excited to do this summer tour. It's going to be great.
3: I am too. I think that we have a lot, a lot that's coming up here this summer. That's going to be mm-hmm. exciting. Um, we are going to talk today. We're not, recapping any shows today because i don't know if you know this but no shows have happened yet but we are going to be previewing summer tour we've gotten some intel we've gotten a few set lists for some midwestern shows kind of off-market shows that not as many people are going to be going to
4: i'm I'm, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm gonna share the second set from blossom for uh (laughs) lucky no i'm joking um we are joined today In our episode, our final episode before summer tour begins, Kevin and Tim from Wook Plus are good friends, are compatriots this summer. You've seen the ads. You didn't know that there were going to be cross promos, but you've seen the ads. We got a little bit of Wook Plus chocolate and a little bit of HF pod peanut butter. And we just decided let's make a fucking Reese's. That's and how how what works. is better
4: it... than chocolate and peanut butter? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Kid asked, Just like kid asked once how he better. was made,
3: and that's what I told him. You know? <laughs> oh, my Just, God. <laughs> nothing
4: happened. is better than Wook Plus and HF Pod. I'm going to keep us on track today, Brian, because i <laughs> are a little too excited.
3: <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, we are going to be like – you know, it, it makes sense. and we're gonna talk about this with the guys when we get them on. We're just holding them backstage until they get exhausted and then we can bring them on and we can be funnier than they are. That's kind of the the point here right now. Um, but good you luck guys know that. that we good <laughs> good luck. We we cover fish recaps one o'clock Eastern the day after each show happens. Wook Plus though, they do the hard labor, they do the tough job. They have to walk out of the venue, find their way to the lot, and they have to sit down and tell everyone what just happened. Because nobody remembers. Everybody just walks out of a fish show and be like, that was sweet. And nobody actually knows what was sweet. And it's their responsibility to do that. So we have the easy job. They have the hard job. But we are supporting each other throughout this entire summer tour. And I'm really, really excited for it. Wook Plus goes live. Ten minutes. Tim, if I got that wrong, tell me when you come on. I
4: think it's 15,
3: 15 minutes, 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, maybe like fish, like 35 or 40 minutes. Who knows what happens here? It's live. You know, they go live and they recap what happened at the show. We're going to be making some appearances. They're going to be coming on our show. It's going to be a ton of fun this overall summer, but we're going to get to all of that very, very soon. I got to say four minutes and 15 seconds have gone by in this podcast and I haven't yet asked you how you're doing. So I'm going to ask you right now, how are you doing?
4: I'm doing okay. Thanks, Brian. I'm really excited about fish tour, but you know, I've got a little bit of a cold, so um, I'm glad I'm not going to the shows this weekend because that would be a real drag, but um, I'm coming with my sexy voice today. So
3: there it is. There it is. She's coming all the way from 1997. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I'm I'm very excited about this episode. Um. So we want to tell you really, really, really quickly before we jump into the meat of this episode, because today's episode, you can see it at the bottom of the screen. We are doing a wish list, and it says part two. Why does it say part two? Well, we decided to do a wish list before the spring tour, and then we decided, you know what, that was such a fun episode. We're going to come up with all new categories, and we're going to do it again, and we're going to have thoughts. Kevin and Tim are going to have thoughts. It's going to be awesome. We have so much planned here. We have really, really cool topics to get into about what we think is going to happen and what we want to happen over summer tour this year. Before we do that, a couple points of business. One, please subscribe to Osiris Media on Apple for HF Pod Premium. We just recorded a bonus episode. Megan talks about her sexy voice. She's talking. She's talking like that because she was recording in 1997, the sexiest year of fish. We were yep. talking about our favorite summer us fish shows those week that'll be coming out on friday and throughout the summer tour we're going to talk about our favorite underrated moments on a week-to-week basis so check us out for that on apple podcast hf pod premium in addition if you visit us on apple leave a review leave a five-star rating it helps us so much to discover this podcast and get a sense of what this show is up to it helps to introduce us to other people Who may be like, hey, I like this podcast and, you know, I want to help this podcast out. You know, there are people like that out there. So give us a review. It helps us out with Tim Cook and his world. Um, I also want to tell you. I released a surprise episode of a podcast I used to be a part of that is very near and dear to my heart. Beyond the Pond. Uh, We recorded an episode, Dave and I, about the Nuremberg Ghost. That came out Mm. yesterday. We talked about 1997 Fish. Duh. We talked about Miles Davis. We talked about Spiritualized. We talked about Kikigaku Moyo. uh, So much more. We even worked a war on drugs reference into it. It was awesome. Check it out. It's the 114th episode Dave and I have done for Beyond the Pond. And it was a ton of fun. I'm Um, so
4: glad it's back, Brian. I just have to say that really quickly. I'm so glad this episode's out. I love Beyond the Pond. I am... Super myopic I'm my listening to music. And Beyond the Pond was like the place I went to get new music. So I'm glad it's I back.
3: appreciate you saying that. I now that I host a fish podcast that goes up twice a week and a live show podcast that focuses on one band at a time. Plus, I really like goose. I am incredibly myopic right now. So I kind of yeah. need someone to just make me beyond the pond. That's that's really where I'm at right now. Um we do have to tell you really quickly two two quick sponsors here before we jump into the meat of this episode. Passion House. We don't need to tell you about Passion House. We want to tell you about Passion House. Passion House is one of our original sponsors at Osiris. One of our favorite sponsors here at Osiris. We are powered by a few things: music, as we talked about, but also coffee. I'm a young dad. Megan, you are a young mom. We like
4: you. You didn't say old mom.
3: I would never say that. Come on. We, we struggle to get through each day and coffee is essential for us. We are always drinking passion house. And now we have our very own blend, the ocean of Osiris. Please visit passionhousecoffee.com to get some of this and show and, and our, and their other coffee today. Excuse me. Use code Osiris. You can see that on the screen, the link as well as the code for free shipping on every order. We have a contest that will be running all summer long for each fish show. We'll be giving away bags of a, the ocean of Osiris coffee. Every time fish plays an ocean song could be an ocean of love. Could be a wave of hope could be Gula papyrus. Who knows? Every time you hear an ocean song tag Osiris online using the hashtag ocean of Osiris. We will select two winners at random each night. If they play ocean songs, it should be a ton of fun for this entire summer. Really, really excited about that. Um, Megan, can you tell us about our second sponsor? Because I believe you will be going to this event.
4: Yes, I'm going to go. Hopefully my voice will be back so I can chat with people and connect with everybody. I'm super excited. On Monday, July 18th, Osiris Live is coming to the Ardmore. So this event is going to be a combination of live music, conversation, and lots of jamming. So there's incredible guitarists. There is Tom Hamilton. Chris Forsyth, and Daniel Donato. There's also a backing band, which features Andy Cush from Garcia Peoples, Ryan Jewell, and Ron Stabinski from the Meat Puppets. Each musical guest is going to talk with RJ, and they're going to play a couple songs with the backing band. And at the end of the night, there's going to be like this super jam with all the musicians. So we're really excited about this event. I'll be there. RJ will be there. Lots of other Osiris people will be there. Come say hi. Hi. Thanks also to Tonewood Brewing and Ardmore Music Hall for helping to make this happen. So you can get tickets at OsirisPod.com slash Osiris Live.
3: It's gonna be amazing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We got much more to come from the live Osiris Live setting. Um, all right, I think that we have hung out enough. I think our guests are tired out enough that we can be the humorous ones. Let's go ahead here. We're gonna bring on Tim and Kevin from look plus what's up guys what's up, Brian? What's up?
1: megan
4: yay <laughs> hey guys
3: thanks for having us
2: you did uh really make me look bad with that commercial i must say <laughs> it was a great commercial what
4: do you mean your voice you, is you, amazing you, come on you,
2: you nailed that shit and i'm i'm like <laughs> tier three i'm like a tier three jam band compared to your fish
4: please first of all I have I've to heard say, I went reads, to like college. Dude. Yeah, your ad reads are good, first of all. And also, like, I paid four years to get a professional, like BFA acting degree. Okay. And this is the best <laughs> I'm doing with it. So don't feel impressed.
1: Kev sent me his voiceover and I was like, this sounds pretty good. I, I'm all right with this. And then Megan sent hers. And I was like, wow, Kev, yours is kind of shitty now. <laughs> you gotta redo this.
4: <laughs> You're being too nice. It sounded awesome. I love that ad. I can't stop watching it. It's so funny. I've been it sending is. it around to everyone. Genius. I should
3: say, I should say, and I, I completely, uh, I dropped the ball on this. So I want to apologize to everyone out there. Um, but uh, Travis is going to be joining us here shortly. He, he's stuck That's in good. traffic. He, um, he also loves being fashionably late. Um, the studio, LA baby, is, LA. Yeah, he's like LA a West Coast guy. guy. That's like
4: what yeah. they do, right? They like it's, look good and show up late.
3: You know, it's going to be a long summer of this. We're going to be like, hey, Travis, we go live at one o'clock and then he's going to be here at like one forty five. And, you know, we'll just we'll deal with it. OK, we're, we're, going, we're going to, to call it, it
2: California one o'clock.
3: There you go. <laughs> so, um today what we're doing um, those of you out there who remember our episode back in late May, we are going through our wish list items for this upcoming summer tour. Some of these are intelligent, some of these are ridiculous. Most of these will not happen. I promise you uh, all of you out there so do not make any bets based on what we say here today. but it's fun banter as we get into the overall, Summer tour. So we're gonna dive into this. Um, I guess before we jump into the wish list, we got a bunch of topics that we're gonna go through, but I want to ask our wonderful guests here from Wolf Plus two things. Number one, is there anything that we missed in talking about your guys' vibe this summer and where we can find you guys? And number two, what are you generally speaking looking forward to most going into summer tour?
1: Sure. Well, I guess as far as the what we have going on, we are doing the recaps. Kev's actually taking a lead with those. He'll be on almost all of them, I think. Uh, Fifteen minutes yeah. after encore, but actually every Wednesday during tour, we'll also have the lot, which was our flagship original program. It's a very chill, relaxed hangout leading up to the the webcast and/or show if you're there. So, and we're gonna have a lot of fun guests. We got well, I we'll hold on to those guests. Scott,
2: well yeah, so I've got oh, well, some... let me say that the middle of the three we're doing is going to be a guy from Space Bacon. I don't yeah, know if you've awesome. ever heard them, but I'm big on Space Bacon and uh I convinced the guy to come on and join the madness. So
3: love it. That's so awesome. yeah, we, we got it. the
1: lot and then tonight actually is our finale of Wook Plus Live season 3. We have Matt Bush, Bobby uh Bobby's manager is going to be on tonight. So that should be a really great episode to close things out. Oh That'll my be at god, 9 Eastern.
2: Um, set list. He's we've been I've been emailing him and he said, Oh yeah, I've been writing dead set list since two thousand nine. I'm just like, My God, I get to talk oh to the God. person.
4: Yeah. The entire show. So cool.
1: It's gonna be our grievances, the entire show. It's like on this day, you throw <laughs> <drove laughs> this into the set list. What were you thinking? That's awesome. Um, I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing everybody again. Like, obviously, I want to see the band, and that's really like the heart of it. But beyond that, I think uh being out on the road and getting to see people again because like i don't you, i've made so many friends over the last few years in this world but it's not like they're your next-door neighbors are in the same town a lot of times right so the, these are the limited occasions where you actually get to all hang out and get like the quote-unquote crew back together so uh i too i'm not going this weekend but then i'll be in going to the man and a bunch of shows after that and i just can't wait to get back in the same the man you know,
3: it's gonna yeah, be the man's huge. gonna be good that's gonna be a good run. Tuesday, Wednesday, a couple of weeks yeah. in the tour. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. That the. Uh the people you meet on tour who you engage with over social media or over podcasting but like you don't really hang out with in your normal life you got your family you got your jobs you got your friends you know from wherever you live and then tour comes along and suddenly you run into all these people and like those memories last until the next time it's excellent Kevin is there anything you're looking forward to specifically about this overall tour
2: um I really hope that they have some new material that is light one lyrics heavy one music I so don't need to be told everything Instrumental. Right again yeah.
3: <laughs> you know I, I am drawing a total blank on this aside from the chilling thrilling songs what was the last totally instrumental song that the band has debuted
2: Quadraphonic Copland. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're already going there. You're already yes. going there. I don't think that they're. I, I mean, is it was it in law, Josie Wales?
2: Probably because what's the use? Yeah. Was before the
3: yeah. I, I'm, I'm just thinking of like what,
2: I want to hear uh, the name is Slick. I think mm. that that would be a good bump, instrumental bump, bump, for them bump, to.
3: Bump, do. Bump, bump, I love that song. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm thinking about like cars, trucks, buses. I'm thinking like like how is it that Fish oh doesn't time. have like
2: they dropped it after they after they got Cal Funk. They dropped doing the instrumental, but Black Eye Katie,
0: that Black was, Katie, but
2: that I was think In-Law was after that because Trey, that was 99.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, that was solo <laughs> Trey. Um, it would be interesting to hear them approach a, a lyric list song, if you will, or or light lyric song. Um, well, let's dive into this. Let's get into our list. We got a lot to talk about here. We're going to go through the overall our thoughts on what's going to happen this overall summer. So we have this all broken out into segments. Everybody came prepared with incredibly detailed answers and proof as to why this happened. Everyone is required to show their work on this podcast. Um, the first segment, the first wish list item. We love jams here at HF pod. I, I think you guys like jams over at Wook plus I'm guessing that's right.
1: Dig the jams.
3: We're jam fans. What? Is going to be not the jam vehicle of tour, but the breakout jam vehicle of tour. What is going to graduate to the break, to the jam vehicle stage? Um, Can it
2: already have jumped there once? Sure,
3: it could have gone there once. I,
2: I think A Wave of Hope is going to be the song of the summer.
3: Mm, mm, well, that's, that's a good, a good call.
4: Yeah. That's a really
3: good pick. What about you, Tim?
1: I was kind of trying to think of like a sci-fi soldier song. I know knucklebone. They kind of were starting to bring there. I think get more down has a lot of potential, especially when it go, breaks down into the field. The different field part has, if they take it off from there, could it has opportunity? I don't know if they actually will do it, um, but yeah, that's my vote. Get
3: more down. I like that pick. That's a good pick. I would love to hear sci-fi soldier songs get like a ton of uh, a ton of love this overall summer. I loved the. Positioning of Knucklebone Broth Avenue when they played it uh, in Charleston, and I would just love to hear them like try to dive as deep into some of these songs as possible. What about you meg what are you, What is your pick
4: well this is the song's like it's gotten into like the twenty minute version before, like in Camden and Mexico and Vegas, but I want to hear like a really, really long thirty plus minute mercury. Mm. I just feel like that song. Mm could really go super far and i love the shorter versions so i want to hear like i mean short 20 minutes but i want to hear like a really long mercury
1: well i mean to be fair the first like 10 minutes is all uh written and song
4: right yeah
1: it's like a 20 minute mercury it's not that crazy of a jam because you gotta get halfway through it no that'd be cool yeah it
4: reminds me of such it's such a to me it reminds me of a dead song and i just love like imagining them really stretching it out
3: It's my favorite song that the band has written since Sense and Subtle Sounds. And Ooh. I remember when they like first came out with it in summer 2015, um, it took so long for them to like push it out beyond the song's reach. And I didn't really care because I just loved the song as a whole. But then as they started jamming in late 2018 and as they kept going into 2019, there were so many great mercuries. The funny thing is, like that Ruby Waves from Alpine was that jam was supposed to be Mercury. They came out with full intentions of jamming out that Mercury and they couldn't figure out where to go with it. And so they went to Ruby Waves and suddenly you get a 40-minute long jam. Ooh,
2: I have a thing about Ruby Waves, that Ruby Waves. You know the movie Trey I put out, it came out a week before, and there's a line in it where he's listening to Ruby Waves and he says that song's going nowhere. I always assumed it was a troll that the next week they did a 38 minute version of it.
3: Oh, that's so funny. I don't know that's hilarious. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm, I'm always down with more with, with a longer Mercury as well. Um, Jeff Katz agrees get more down as a potential. That's such a good call to him. We're, we're going to bring on better late than never. (laughs) He's here. Traffic was light. Do, the man with no shoes. Traffic the with, with no <laughs> shoes.
5: Hey, Travis. Hi, guys. How you doing, man? Good, good. How you guys doing? Sorry. Still good work.
3: It's all good. You, you are here just in time for segment one. All right. Tell us, what are you hoping is the breakout jam vehicle of summer? Oof, man. Um, I don't know. What
5: what have I missed? What? Real quick, give me a recap. What would you guys I say? I said
2: wave a hope, and Tim said get more down.
5: That we have mercury, I mercury. yeah. Mercury. i kind of agree with kev that's what i was going to say and i knew you would say i knew you were going to say that that's why i wanted to see what everyone else had said but um i kind of agree with kevin i know you've been kind of on that for a little bit too kev with with standing that song so uh, with i good your green reason.
2: version was sick
5: there's yeah so no exactly mm-hmm. with good reason too and i think uh, so i think dead. there's a lot of potential for that song mm-hmm. this summer um I think there's a lot of potential for a lot of songs this summer, but I think that's one that um, I think could definitely be that breakout and more people will be talking about uh, kind of jumping on Kev's bandwagon there with it. But yeah,
3: come on, that song, that, that jam, it was, it was just effortless. It was, it was complete Mm -hmm. pose. I loved it. Um, My pick for this is an old one that I've been wanting for them to jam out since it debuted and they haven't, but then in deer Creek, showed a hint of where the song could go. It's a great first set version of stealing time from the faulty plan. And it reminds Ooh, me nice. of so many times in fish history. Best example I can come up with is Choctus torture from the fuck your face show. If you listen to the two previous versions from St. Louis and Atlanta, jam the song out just enough and then they come to dicks and they play this masterful 18 minute version and it kind of reminded me of that when i heard stealing time it like got just out there came back to the song and it was kind of like they know all right we can do something with this and i've been long hoping for a 20 25 minute set to opening stealing time so maybe this is the year who knows that's
1: a great call i think that, that would be is. phenomenal that's the type of jam that could really have a lot of energy going into it and the yeah. built in wailing mm-hmm you know like trey face guitar is, is it
2: going to be an evil jam or is it going to be a bliss jam
3: i mean it's interesting because i think it could go both ways like there's that point in the solo where like trey could drop down and it could go into kind of like an evil type of jam but he could also like go up a, an octave and like suddenly they're in this like happy place like kind of like that wave of hope was where like it's just like give me it give me it over and over and over again but we'll see that is what i'm hoping um all right, so we got some great selections here, some new songs, some old songs. We're going to go on to our second segment here. Um, this segment gets in oh, – and Oh, we always got to give a shout-out to Loyal Listener, The Incredible Perp, Stealing Time, and KDF could both be jammed hard. We've had some great KDF jams in the past. Right there with you, man. Um, so we're going to go into our second segment here. So we went positive for segment one. We we're going to dip our toes into – the online tabloids that always happen. No matter the tour, we could go tour by tour throughout 3.0 fish. And there is always a tabloid segment predict for me, the nonsensical. And I say nonsensical, that is important. The nonsensical issue, which will engulf the fan base. Travis, what do you got? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh
5: man it's, uh, uh, it's the tabloid is right it's such a drama question like it's one of those things like I hate I hate this part I hate this part of Twitter especially like that, here. That Part of
4: like will there be a fight on Deadlot or something
5: exactly exactly it's like the whole like and as soon as it breaks out like I'm not going to any of the shows so like I'll only hear about it you know sort of as <laughs> Secondhand. As, it, as it gains momentum <laughs> on Twitter and half the time I'm asleep when it happens anyway. So then you wake up and there's like already two sides have been formed and it's like, what is even happening? Yeah. And sometimes it's even over by the time I get into it and you're like, wait, what just happened? I don't even, and those are the best ones, I guess. But, um, oh man, what, what kind of nonsensical issue will engulf the fan base? Um, I don't know. I will go, um, it's God, it's always something, isn't it? I don't know if it's going to be really into the fans or something the band does that like, all of a sudden kind of like, The sample type thing or something where we just get something that is not even reverent to anything and people just sort of blow it up into something. So um, I'm going to say it'll maybe be some kind of um, song tease or something that they play in a jam that then becomes – are they going to play that whole song? Oh my God. Can you imagine if they played that again? Like it's been mm. 30 years or something like that. And, and that'll Like if they over.
3: like tease melt the guns and like right. someone's like, no, I heard it. Exactly. Like, You're yeah, an idiot. Right. And, yeah. and then, and then if the band get
5: whiff of that starts teasing it a little bit more out just to (laughs) fuck with us like they like to do and sort of like oh you know and oh like quadraphonic toppling and type thing where you're like wait are they what you know
4: well that's what I hope they do I hope they actually play it again just as like a giant fuck you to this whole like ridiculous conversation about it yeah
5: right but I think they enjoy some of that trolling too so I'm gonna kind of play into that side of it and not get into sort of the drama of what could happen on the lot over some stupid thing or something like that it's not
3: even fun that they keep teasing quadraphonic toppling. Don't even find it <laughs> yeah, funny anymore? Play
4: it or not, <laughs> right,
3: Megan? Uh, since I know that um, you were just triggered by the quadraphonic toppling discourse, what do you have? Uh, I want. I want to get you at this point where you're most triggered. So, what do you think is going to be? Yeah, sense I think it's going to be
4: the same thing. I, get, I think they're going to play like vibration of life, and it's going to be this like question of whether they really played it or not. Like because if it's only
2: goal, it in a
4: right. Did they play just the vocal part? Did they play just the music? Is it the note count or something just totally stupid? And I hope I hope it is. <laughs> like
3: this it. is the vibration of life, but not actually playing the music. I like Yeah. That. <laughs> Tim, what do you got?
4: I could
1: see them having a sit-in again. It's been a little while and leading up with Tab and Trace sitting in um, with a bunch of artists. I feel like there could be a young artist sit in or come and maybe not a young artist, but an artist come and sit in with the band and cause all sorts of chaos online about what it means beyond just artists liking, you know, collaborate and playing with each other. I actually don't know. Was Bob Weir in Nashville, the last sit in, I'm trying to remember what the last sit in was it's, I
3: think it's been so a long time.
1: I feel
2: like Yeah, Bobby in Nashville, in Nashville, I think, which yeah. maybe we could talk to somebody about tonight. <laughs> you
3: could, you could. I, that's a really good point because that's kind of been the theme of you know these young jam bands. You know, you had Billy Strange, you had Goose, which had Trey sit in, you had um, uh, Salise sit in with Trey, uh, at uh, uh Peach, Peach Fest. Yeah. Having Fish be like, hey, maybe now is the time to start like. Passing the proverbial torch. Sorry for using the phrase, but like, you know, and saying, hey, these guys are in town. You know, my morning jacket is playing in Denver the week before Fish Plays Dicks. Why don't we ask Jim James to hang out in Boulder for a couple of days and we'll have him on and we'll do a okay cover of – Wordless chorus, or something, and the whole fan base is like,
2: I never even liked that band. <laughs> yeah,
4: the fan base hates sit ins. That would be very, uh, just trying to. Base. When I
1: saw this question, I was just trying to think of what would trigger the most people, and I feel like a sitting yeah. would really trigger a bunch of people.
3: If Trey sitting in with Goose didn't trigger enough people, sitting in with Fish <laughs> oh would do it. that would be great. that's it. That's <laughs> it, right that be there. it.
1: Well, t- I hear Taper's Choice is going to be in Denver, maybe one of them could sit in with Fish.
3: I, that is that is a dream. We're hoping for right? something like that. Or maybe um, they
5: could show up for that show a night early for night zero
3: and hang out a little. Well, you, you, you've you got someone right over here stressing over ticket sales who would do anything for that to happen. So, uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> you just Kevin, need that what? shot of Trey rolling his gear into yeah, the, just uh, start, start the start
2: cell. the rumor.
3: Get the picture start the right.
5: Start man. <laughs> that's all going to be able to start the rumor and start uh, – that will get people in there.
3: This yeah, is, this is a good point. Hey, I, I, I've heard, I've heard that it's going to happen. That's a there brag- you know, Exactly.
5: I think Mike's coming in early to sit in. With me,
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: Kevin, what do you got? What is your nonsense? Uh, see, I,
2: I went with something. I was thinking about how in MSG they started like the lottery for the rail spots. Mm. And I think people are going to start selling their spots or something <laughs> like that, and then that's going to become a whole issue.
3: Secondhand you know? market for the rail.
5: <laughs>
4: totally.
3: I am the one person in Denver who will set, who will like literally pay you to go in and hold four rows of seats for me and all of my friends. So everybody else is going to be doing it up front. I'm like, just give us like rows, like. Twelve through sixteen directly back. I'm not telling any of you out there the section that we're in because you're gonna take my seats. You're all thieves out there, but I, I will pay someone to do this. Um you guys got way more creative than I did. I think this is very simple. I think Trey is gonna play a bunch of mercy songs on on tour. I think that there's gonna be a return of the acoustic guitar to open oh, the encore I slot. Love that. I, I, I'm I'm super into it, but I think it's gonna it's gonna happen and like I'm already melting. exactly there's already people who are like are you fucking kidding me bringing roll like a river to a fish show what the hell is wrong with you know like all these songs that are like super emotional they're super earnest they're very simple they're very straightforward i personally loved that record it hit like perfectly in the springtime it felt like trey was channeling uh older songwriters in a really cool way and i think he's gonna play one of those songs probably let's go 11 times and people are going to lose their minds. So, um
1: I think I'm 11 thinking, times would warrant it. I I <laughs> I think that's like
4: fair. Yeah, that's what did, annoying.
3: <laughs> what did what did like Lonely Trip get last year? Probably like 6 times in the tour like it was regularly in the rotation. You're probably I feel like you're going to get that with one or two mercy songs and people are going yeah. to like get So why have they audio. played
2: one why haven't they played one at MSG and the spring tour if they were going to do that?
3: I kind of wonder if they were just too mellow new, to like right? trot out there. He was playing them with Tab. I saw him play uh, a couple of those uh, here at Red Rocks, and it worked really well. I don't know. It's a good question because you would imagine he would, he would, he would. I totally to expected
2: Spring Tour to be engulfed by it, like one every yeah. night at least,
1: you know? There's so new much content. See. I mean, he still has sci fi soldier songs to come, you know, that I still haven't worked their way in. They've, the Mercy songs. I think that it'll get there. I think it's just a matter of time. There's only so many songs you can throw into a set list.
3: That's a good yeah, point. So There's so many time new songs, too, right?
4: Like, kind of learn yeah. all that stuff.
3: Yeah, we got, we got to, we got to learn it all. All right, let's let's jump back to the positive here. This is a quick <laughs> one. We'll, we'll, i get through this here really quickly. What do you think the tour opener will be, Megan? I'm going to start with you.
4: Okay, so I'm going to do a historical nod. Um, The first time they played Great Woods, when they headlined, not when they opened for Santana, they opened with Llama. So I think that would be kind of cool.
3: Slow or fast?
4: Ooh. Mm. I think fast tour opener.
3: I like that. Immediately get people saying they can't play fast anymore. Even and though though immediately makes make me
1: want to change my answer to the last one. I think the next slow version of a the song they play is going to be the tabloid nonsensical thing we all fight about.
3: <laughs> yeah. What do you do, exactly. you do? You have an? Do you have an idea of what no that's true. going to be? Do you do? You, do you have a pick of what the next slow song is going to be?
1: Uh, I have to come back to it. Not off.
4: Uh,
3: slow chalk dust. Shall we?
4: Oh, Susie Greenberg. Slow, <laughs>
3: Susie. <laughs>
2: Slow You'd Slow- be <Susie>. forty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-da>. <laughs> Tim, what do you what do you got as your pick for the tour opener?
1: I always go with "Buried Alive," and I have no other creative reason except that it's my favorite song to start a show and tour with. Um, it just I think it always has good omens and good vibes. If we do start with "The Buried Alive," I will be very positive about the you know looking forward to the rest of tour
3: i feel like buried alive is a good pick for like a non-creative like let's just it's a very very solid awesome tour opening pick like we don't have to think too deeply about it. it's just like fuck yeah tour starting and i think trey does buried that alive. some
1: i think he does that sometimes too where like all the fans speculate and overdo <laughs> you know like us i obviously like hf Bond and and Plus. like that's our bread and butter but having uh Come out and just do like I remember with 420 was like that, right? Like everybody was like, What are you gonna do with 420? And they come out and just, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's creamy, it's like the most straightforward way to start. But I think that's kind of, you know, same idea,
4: yeah. I think sometimes they're like, You think they're like, Oh, there's so much going on in the world, they're gonna come out and play Evolve or something, but it's like, No, (laughs) they're just gonna come out and play Twist, you know.
5: Exactly. I mean that's just it. You always try to get clever and think of well, what would be funny or what would be of the times to come out and play? And then they just come yeah. out and play whatever they want, you know, or yeah. whatever. You're like, Oh yeah, even I got though never I, needed
2: yeah. you last year in Arkansas was kind
4: of topical.
3: That was meaningful, yeah. Yeah. Trey is going to come out draped in a Ukrainian flag and play a song about women's rights. They are right, finally exact, going to exactly. make a statement. <laughs> They're finally going to do it. It's going to happen.
5: Women are um, It's going to be a whole set about all social justice things. They're finally going to put a
3: hammer. Been life. waiting only f- almost 40 years for this. It's <laughs> and there's,
4: and there's issue. the issue that divides it. Exactly. And that's right, it. Here
5: we
3: go. fucking so, man got too woke for me. Jesus. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Travis, what do you got? Is your, what's your pick for two opener?
5: You know, I'm gonna go with fast. Now that you have to say fast or slow, maze just to fuck with everybody. Ooh, and open Ooh with that's maze good. And that's like- a good That'd way to mess
3: with people, right? Like, you guys thought that we rewrote this because we're getting old. Looking at yeah. you, Brian Brinkman. <laughs> <Ascalation>. <laughs> and they're just like,
5: you know what, we had fun with it, and I know it got a lot of talk, but here's how it really goes. And it's got a great- <laughs> yeah, just kind of it to open the to open a show with anyway. So that's what I'm calling.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm waiting for the guy, uh who probably be today. Around this time, who's snuck into like the DCU center and has the band playing uh, Maze for like an hour and a half. And it's just like the fish.net sound check is Maze, 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 Maze. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin, what do you got?
4: Uh, lizards. Ooh. Ooh, like a Mexico.
2: I oh, like it. Yeah, I think that that would be a fun way to open tour. And then they get it out of the way and you never hear any more Game Hen songs because <laughs> Trey really doesn't like to play the Game Hench songs anymore. I mean, Wilson. but You, know, oh, you get a
5: bag. I mean, they could also open with bag, which is always right. a fun
2: That would be fun. Time. Or like an old school punchy
4: open. opener.
2: You yes. Oh, give me go. a Game Hench song. That's all I'm asking. Sloth, <laughs> anything, whatever you got.
3: <laughs> I'm thinking topical for my pick anyone who's been to great woods knows that it is the worst venue to drive in and out of <laughs> worse than like, nissan i haven't been to nissan but great woods has one road that goes in and out and if Same you are not out nissan, of yeah. the if you're not out of the venue you are screwed leave um, before yeah. the
2: encore if you want to get <laughs> right, home
3: <laughs> <laughs> right exactly um i'm going with slave to the traffic light the first time they'd open with it since 9 twenty sixteen, 2016 and um you know, it's just, it'll ease us into the tour. These mm-hmm. guys are getting older. They need us to ease them into the tour. They can't come out and like, play a Fast Llama. What are you talking about? <laughs> fast Maze? <laughs> we need to take our time. Slow build to the peak. Um, Alright, I'm going to move us along here because we we have a bunch more topics to get through and you all are hanging out giving us your thoughts as well we want to make sure that we keep moving this for you all everyone out there who's hanging out please feel free to share your thoughts as well we'll post them on the screen we are not as we said at the top do not bet on these answers okay please do not bet on them so we want to hear what you guys have to say about this but Um, we'll
2: go back and look later
3: we will oh, yeah, go I mean, back. We a had moment. some
4: hits on our spring one, Brian. Come on, we had some hits.
3: I don't recall anybody on the spring one having hits, but maybe you remember differently than I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, we'll run all back right. the tape. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this one is a fun one. This is probably my favorite category of them all because this allows us to just like dream like little children the night before Christmas before you are brutally disappointed the next morning. Uh, we'll talk about that in therapy session. What will be the longest jam of tour and how long will it be? Tim, let's start. Oh, with right, right
1: to me. I guess right, right to the started. man
3: who makes brackets about jam.
1: <laughs> this should have been a bust out jam. Uh, and actually, it was my second choice for the, the breakout. Uh, but I think a super long, like 31 minute gumbo would be phenomenal. Oh. And, Ooh, and Charleston, they teased me, but never really went anywhere with it. Um, it was actually really short. So I feel like it's kind of set up to now have a very long uh, breakout gumbo jam.
3: I, like I don't it. know how you argue with that.
4: <laughs> I'd be so happy.
3: I mean, it's all
1: weird, crazy speculation, right? There's no right or wrong answers. So you got to go out there and, you know.
3: I feel like Meg, you you threw that out for spring tour. And like that is just that is one of those songs. There's like a list of songs that need to be jammed again. And Gumbo yes. is on that list of like that was my pick. Why are why are we not taking that groove and just going with it? I love that pick. Um Travis, what do you got?
5: Uh I'm I got Piper. I wanna I want a really long and I want it to be about 35 minutes. I want slow to start build. really slow, slow No, your... that's, that's part of it. I really want, I want a slow, slow build that lasts us some of that into that. And then we just get lost in the jam and then it kind of comes back in and it's just one of those like epically long kick-ass pipers. I would love for
3: that. It is the fish song I could hear at every single fish show does not matter. And when they play it long and when they modulate and go to a different space. Yes. Oh my
5: God. Yeah. Do it. Just yep. do it
3: Exactly. Love it. That's a pick. Kev, what do you got?
2: Uh, I'm thinking they're going to take what they've been doing with you. Enjoy myself with, instead of the vocal jam doing the longer jam and hit 37, 38 minutes. on a you enjoy myself to open a set.
3: That'd be great.
4: That would be awesome. I love
1: that. They're doing that by the way.
4: Me too. So <laughs> not I just, of the vocal jam.
3: <laughs> i just re-listened to that version from deer creek the other day and you know i was like having a good time listening to it it's like a good grooving version and then they get to the vocal jam. i was like wow that was so soon i'd like forgotten that they go back into it when they went back into it i like stood up at my desk just <laughs> i'm right there with you man just like take that that whole segment off into space um megan what do you got
4: i think we're due for like a monster tweezer like thirty six minutes, like a beast, to like Alpharetta last summer, or like Shoreline, and before that, like one of my favorite pieces of music they've ever played, like twelve thirty nineteen. I want to go on like a journey to like a beautiful space, and come back again.
3: I considered having Tweezer here because I, like when Fish dedicates themselves to playing really long tweezers, even though it's the most reliable jam vehicle, it seems to just pretend to. Excellent playing outside of that. And that version from the last night of uh Alabama, this uh mm-hmm. this past spring tour was gorgeous. And just like extending that out the way that they did the sand from Deer Creek. Come on, just give it to me.
4: Yeah, and we've got like some really cool ones. Like MSG had the your pet tweezer, which was awesome, like so cool. But I want a creeper. really long one. That just, was good. Oh, it's really man. good. I wish
5: that thing was 20 minutes longer because it just, it just it wraps you up and like it really gets going. And then he just kind of goes, it goes into 2001, which is a great after, but that it's a just that two. jam is so. And,
3: and
2: uh, all this said, we're going to end up with a set long Soul Planet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're not soul planet. And you're going to
4: like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I got one for you in that sense because I picked Everything's Right is finally going to crack, not 30 minutes. 40 minutes it's gonna be a 43 mm-hmm. minute long everything's right that song just wow. like once they get out of that song they can go anywhere they can they go do. to like yeah. Almond brothers bluesy just sunny beautiful peak or they can go to like that dicks version from last year was like really mechanical and industrial and just like super like low-key in terms of the play i don't know i love that version and i feel like that is where Soul Planet was last year, where it was just like, "Hey, we can just jam this song. I don't care that you don't like it, Kevin Hogan. I don't care. We're gonna play it. We're gonna play it for a long time so that you have to listen to this over and over again.
4: Everything's right, and you're gonna like it. There it <laughs> is. I'm it. Happy.
1: I would take that over Soul Planet, though.
3: Probably. That'd yeah. Be, yes. yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, Sorry, I love everything's right. Call me an idiot. That's fine. No, 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 no. I. I agree. I think my, I, I have a running joke with a close friend where every time they play Soul Planet and they play a great jam, which happens every time, I text them immediately and say, Soul Planet. Or at what point are we going to admit that Soul Planet is the greatest fish song ever? Because it has like the highest batting average of any fish song. Because the
2: lyric is so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah. literally have to do that, otherwise there'd be a huge revolt. <laughs> People would just There's literally like leave much- the fish show. They'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this band. I've seen 200 shows. Fucking,
3: I'm out.
2: Go on goose tour. Go on goose
3: tour. All right. Let's, <laughs> did, we, did, did everyone get an answer in? Yeah, Meg, you got Tweezer. Kevin, you got... Um, I'm blanking. Yeah. You I'm enjoy
2: yeah. myself. You enjoy
3: myself. Okay. Travis, you got Gumbo. Piper. Oh, I got...
2: Piper Gumbo switch. Piper Gumbo.
3: Piper Gumbo. All right, Gumba. let's go on to our next segment here. This, um, Travis, I think that you suggested this uh, segment, which I think is really cool. And this is something we just we won't know until about, unless pictures uh, uh, come out tomorrow before the show starts. We won't know this until we turn on our webcast or walk into Great Woods. Will there be adjustments to the lighting rig? And if so, what? would you like to see? Travis, this is your segment, so I'm going to give you the floor. Actually, no, you get to go last because this is your segment. Megan, what are your thoughts?
4: Oh, no, I don't think I have good thoughts on this. I just don't know enough about the lights. I mean, I think they it's not that long since spring tour, so I can't imagine they'd have a lot of difference. Although I did have like flashbacks when he was sitting in with Billy um, Strings, and I was like, don't bring those panels back, whatever you do. Like, I don't... Yeah. I was like, those panels are like the worst. So I it's just weird how like they me. look
3: really cool with Billy, but they don't they do not work. With
4: fish. <laughs> it's not for fish. It's Not for fish. So all I'm saying
3: is not the panels. Not, not the panels. I right, One vote for not the panels. Kevin, what do you got?
2: Um. Yeah, I agree with Megan that I don't see that much adjustments. Um, if they did, I would love those straight things. You know, that moved around the LED things. If they could get ones that broke up so they could, like, zigzag all of a sudden or Ooh, something, that would be pretty epic.
3: That'd be kind of wild. <laughs> I, would, I, I dig that. Um, I'm going to go here, and then I'll throw it to you, Tim. I, I have a really boring answer. Are you guys ready for this? I think this is the best lighting rig that we've ever had, and I don't want to see anything yeah. change. I... My favorite lighting rig before this was the 2013 to 2015, uh, uh, version where it had that screen behind them that like would change colors and like the lighting rig was set up with like the sir in the middle of it. And it just looked very evil. And like, it looked like it was like pulled out of like the nineties with like 2010 technology. I hated the panels. I felt as though, and this is very blasphemous. I'm sorry to everyone out there who I'm about to offend. Actually, I'm not, but you know, I kind of thought the moving lights after a while got too much. And I was like, okay, like, is this too much? And then last year they figured out a way to blend the like sheets of light with moving lights. And it's just perfection. I, I I love how it is right now. So I am, I'm going to be conservative here. I don't want them to change anything, but Tim, what do you have to say?
1: I was right there with you. Well, I first was going to agree with Megan that I, I too, did not like the panels. I think that's kind of unanimous. Um, yeah.
3: No, I Rhoda really, even said that he didn't like the panels. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know if it could practically be done on an outside outdoor venue, and I actually don't think I would like it. But the the lasers that they had at MSG, hmm. they don't have those right. Like that was just like a one time thing. Yeah, for they were the, up on the
2: scoreboard. Yeah, but Basically. if there was a way to yeah. implement
1: that. Maybe would be cool, but I feel like I would get tired like of it. lights
2: out in the audience. They shine toward the like.
1: No, no, no. The lights, laser beams, man, laser beams. <laughs> <You> <laughs>
2: laser I hate beams. the laser beams. No, <laughs> it's so good.
1: though. the vent. I mean, the the rig is so good as it is. I don't. I hope they don't. I hope Corona just is like, yes, let's just ride this out. But yeah, if, if anything, I would say add laser beams.
3: <laughs> the laser beams really worked for that. The underwater set. And I think that that we, we go back to uh predict the nonsensical issue, which will engulf the fan base. If there are laser beams coming off stage, you can guarantee that the majority of the uh or not the majority, but like a subsection of the crowd is gonna be like,
1: what the
2: hell is going
3: on here? <laughs> I <laughs> will be part of
1: that too. And then people are gonna play a clip of this and be like, I don't know, Brian pressured me. He was like, <laughs> something I was like, I got it. <laughs>
5: You got to have an Everybody answer, but he loves laser beams. Come on. You've been to a muse show. It's all laser beams. It's like an old eighties rock show. It's just like- That's it. That's it. <laughs> all
3: right. This was your section, your, uh, your question here, uh, Travis, what'd you think? You know, I think there's not a lot to
5: add to it. I think a few more panels of the led panels that kind of come up and down just because to your point, when he moves them, the movement of it is so cool. It'd be nice to like have, have a little bit more of, of that action going on with them. Um, I don't think there's a lot of adjustments he, to really make cause you're running out of room up there in that rig anyway. Like it's so bogged down. And I think that's part of the problem too, is it's not, you know, some of the venues are smaller than the other venues that don't have the high ceiling. So he gets confined to having to, to the man to... will
2: definitely have the smaller rig. Than right. Same, like, and like, A6. you know, like
5: fall tour was back and forth, like Santa Barbara, he couldn't put the yeah. whole rig up. So it's just, it's different things. But I think if you can incorporate as much as you can into the smaller rig system, is where it really benefits. So I'm sure that's what I was thinking with adjustment-wise he might have been able to figure out a way to incorporate some of those things that he can't do because of the ceiling heights into the smaller mm-hmm. venue areas which would be sweet and you know, I don't think again it's it's all in those the mechanics of seeing it. I would like to actually cuz I'm going to be couch touring the whole time. One adjustment I'd like to see is just being able to see them more on the TV cuz you mm. don't get the, like we get a lot of close-ups on abandon things and you don't get that wide shot of doing the cool things that you actually get i mean it's worth going and just sitting by the soundboard to watch the lights at some of the shows you know it's like pretty amazing so i would just like to see some more of it and i wish to tim's point there were more venues that he could incorporate the things in like he does at the forum and like he does at msg that have those indoor lights that he can play with that become part of the whole the whole the whole scene would be nice but you know i think that's just the thing and yes py- pyrotechnics it's most of the shows are outdoor this summer we don't need to turn off the hvac kev like in vegas so oh God, throw some yeah. fire on the stage fire and lasers right Let's think of <laughs> back to, like 80s rock <laughs> full on hair metal like i don't know <laughs> how
3: they would it, it would take i mean corroda if anyone can figure this out it's Karota. but like imagine like them going into karini and like that first like And just like flames start going up on stage. I'm into that. I'm into that. Just like go fucking all in. You guys have been on the road for almost 40 years. Like, let's just like review whatever worked, whatever was way too big. Get Fishman in the Tommy Lee cage that like spins around up on stage. (laughs) You know, I feel like that's (laughs) what's in Trey's
1: mind anyway. Like, like, right, first tube and everything. Like, you see, he's thinking like full-blown 80s rock band and And tommy lee is
3: tommy lee has a broken arm or
2: whatever so he isn't used there we go there
3: we go Um, I love this. What a great, what a great. This is like even
4: worse than sit-ins, like pyrotechnics. This is like even worse than a
3: (laughs) sit-ins. Who is going to be, what purist is going to be angry about sit-ins? I know. Nobody's going to tune
1: into our after shows, by the way. They're like, these assholes have the worst (laughs) takes ever. Laser beams (laughs) and pyrotechnics.
5: (laughs) How can you hate sit-ins though? I mean, look at like some of the great, like when they did Vegas with Primus showed up and played that epic encore with them in our pool. Oh, I'm there.
4: so was it, it was
5: incredible. It was set, like that was a night of nights, nice. and like when Popper played with him, you know, and came out on stage in the hood and popped the like. It limits it the old them days now. in the nineties, when we used them. to get that. But song, they're not they're just not, a
4: couple of the songs. Nineties anymore though. There's I never, would ever, just like five. to
3: submit, Being <laughs> King for the record.
4: Yeah, and I mean I feel like
5: it's the perfect opportunity for from for Rick or whatever from Goose to come out and play with him. It's it's it, the moment's there. Oh, no. it's, it, that no, it's that time, it's that jam. We are, band going, there. Feel we are going there, man. We well,
2: this going there,
3: man. We well, this feeling. is actually a great segue. This this dude knows how to how to podcast because our next topic here is how in reverse will Trey's sit-ins affect Fish's playing? I'm very, very curious for your guys' answers here, and I'm gonna go right to Kevin Hogan um,
2: I think it's going to give Trey big ideas he played with Billy Strings, he played with Goose oh this is another way to do things um, I think it's going to end up making first some train wrecks maybe because the rest of the band probably isn't going to be thinking what he's thinking
3: I think that's interesting. I have, I have a similar thought to that. I'll just, I'll just share mine. I, I think I feel like it, it is going to put him in the position of showcasing a ton more gratitude. He already showcases a ton of gratitude, but I feel like this experience of being the elder Statesman on stage with two up and coming artists who are, you know, just eclipsing expectations in a lot of cases, regardless if they're your style, like the, the success, like it it is what it is. Um, I think that he coming off those two performances probably was like, holy crap. Like I'm so lucky to be able to play with these guys. And also there's like another chapter after me, like whatever they do, however they impact the larger community, this whole thing that we're a part of, they're going to have an impact on it. So I think there's gonna be a ton of gratitude. And I think from a musical standpoint, I think a lot about the hunger site jam from um, the goose set as well as the Arcadia jam and, one thing that Goose does really, really well is they find a melodic line and they build upon that for 10, 15 minutes. And they sometimes they don't modulate as much as they're Fish peaks. does. They yeah, don't, they're all peaks. It's a lot of peaks. Um, it, there are a lot of jams that aren't and we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but, um, which you know, I, I love that rabbit hole, but we don't have to go down it. Uh, but like, there are a lot of like, here's a melody and we're going to build this and we're going to peak it. And I feel like the closest corollary that we've heard was the Wave of Hope which was just like, here's a melody, here's an idea, we're going to build, 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 and peak. And I could go for a lot more of those this summer, and I feel like that's going to be something that Trey takes away from that set. Um, maybe, uh, and, and our, our good friend and our co-host who could not be here today, uh, wants Blue and Lonesome to come back. And Trey did play that with Billy Strings, yeah, so maybe that good, is man. on the docket as well. Um, Tim, what do you got? What do you think are going to be the impacts of the sit-ins?
1: I'm gonna play the role of the cynical foil that everybody can like hate, but I actually don't think there's gonna be any discernible effect on the playing of fish. I do think there's gonna be a bunch of fans trying to assign lines, (laughs) yeah, draw lines (laughs) and credit it. But I mean, Trey's pretty powerful, dude. You hear that,
2: Arcadia, (laughs) Jim? I
1: mean, Trey's done some crazy shit that had like nudged him in directions, like the Fair the Wealth thing definitely nudged him in a direction totally. like the Halloween albums like learning I'm like a full Bowie thing nudge in a direction but there's a lot of stuff he's done that's had no discernible effect on his playing in the and the band and I think personally for him you're right there's a lot of those thoughts of like the gratitude stuff but I think fish is big enough right now with everything that they have going on that he's there's enough excitement and trajectory just built into the band alone that Goose or Billy Strings or any other band or sit in isn't even going to penetrate that armor of like what the four of them are doing in this next generation of the band, you know, and I think he'll be much more focused on the future, right? Like if anything, it seems like dead and co might be coming, you know, towards the end of that iteration. And that question of like, all right, we still have maybe another decade of doing this. What is this last few chapters? You know what I mean? So if anything, maybe it feeds that conversation about the, you know, the end, not the end. I hate to say that. I don't want to be that guy. But, like, yeah. you know, the next chapters of the band. But I don't, in reality, see any discernible effects from the Goose or Billy Strings. You think
2: it. 10 years,
4: really? Yeah, well, probably could go longer.
2: I think five years
4: tops. years. Five years. We're never going to stop playing. No way. Yeah,
5: I, I and I think, yeah, I, I don't think, I think they're, Trace is too addicted to playing. Yeah. yeah
4: are gonna yeah. have to drag and, Trey's body off stage.
5: But right. wanna, stage. Do you think
2: Page and Mike are gonna get dragged into that? Or no, no. Be, uh... I think
3: I, I thought this at Tab and at Red Rocks. I, I think we we're gonna see Tab longer into the future than we we're gonna see Fish and Yeah, and Trey we'll and have have
2: like like a, review.
3: Basically, we're like Fish right, but this will come will do up. Page may though. play a little bit. Like you know, you'll have that show where holy shit, Fish played for the first time in four years. At, Oh my I... god,
4: this is making me like really sad, guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, they're gonna be playing for a long time. Do you know how bad
1: inflation is? They want that paycheck. They're not gonna just be like, oh, we're First done. First of all,
4: they're not playing for the paycheck, and you know that. They're playing because they're fucking inspired. And I actually think that Trey is like super inspired right now. I feel like he's they're like inspired. He's he's playing a ton with Tab with everybody, and I feel like that's always a good spot for the band.
3: I think or they not. are. I think they also. Yeah, I, th- I I think that there's a lot to this, and this is probably like a larger conversation that I would it's actually be The i like <laughs> yeah, busy for that episode because this is terrible. Terrib- <laughs> <episode. laughs> I, I guess I just you know yeah I think it's a really good point, and I think it was something that like I thought a lot about watching him with Goose was, and watched him with Billy Strings was like he imagine. 30 years ago if jerry garcia had had this opportunity trey has this opportunity and it's something he can do again and again but it also is a sign that the fish is closer for a variety of reasons to the end of whatever this Trey's is going to join
2: trey is going to join <laughs> <deuce again.
3: laughs> they need a third guitar okay, so i'm it.
4: here to say fish is fucking fantastic and is going for a long time despite Amen. what
3: brian brinkman says <laughs> incredible perp has told us the first time ever to change the subject. Yeah, so we seriously. are changing all right last <laughs> i trying
4: to get people to like listen to us all summer meanwhile they're like what this
3: is all right over. last travis what do you think how... can bring us out of this how is trey sitting going to affect the band is this going to be the greatest tour in history say yes or no answer <laughs> <laughs> right or no answer no i don't think it'll be the greatest but i think it does nothing but help
5: i mean it inspires them a the guy you know it's better than going and sitting on your couch and playing video games for a couple months or whatever it is and taking a break and getting away from it he likes to just go keep going he's like where else can i play who else can i play with what else can i how do i keep busy and keep honing my craft and getting better and doing what i love doing so how is that a bad thing and how can that in any way negatively affect him or the band because if he's better the band's better like it's just it, they all work together in that so i feel like it doesn't you know it's not going to be like 2015 where he comes back from playing fairly well and it's like smoke show time but it's still i mean yeah. they're they're on the they're on the up i mean look at fall tour look at msg spring tour was great i mean the trajectory the trajectory right now is good so i don't see how this could be anything but a positive bye moment. bye <laughs> i think we'd be talking more about it and i'd be a lot more worried if he wasn't out there playing and he wasn't doing this yeah. thing and he wasn't being point. that mentor and that next step guy and doing that i think be like we'd be like what the fuck what's straight why isn't wouldn't it be cool if trey played with goose like why isn't he doing that he totally should be doing that and instead he's doing that and we're like is it good that he's doing that i don't know is <laughs> it cool like should we not be like it? you know what i mean it's like Damn it. Go enjoy it. I mean, like we're only yeah. all here for a limited time and it's, it's good music. Go enjoy it. Go dance. Go, you know, so I see it as a positive. I think it's going to be good.
3: I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that's a good way to put a bow on this. And, and actually we're going to take a very, very quick break. We have to tell you all about our wonderful sponsors, but, but, but before we do that, I do have to tell you that we will be talking a bit about this young band from Connecticut after the break, sunset Lake CBD, they have a line of smokable hemp products that are for the old deadhead who may or may not like sit-ins or the young fish fan who also may or may not like sit-ins, but you know what? You got to smile. You got to be happy. You got to hang out through it because at the end of the day, both of these people and you as well are searching for a mellow body high smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis without the paranoia or the anxious side effects. Nine different strains from this year's harvest. There is something for everyone. Hawaiian haze is awesome for an outdoor show. Lots of outdoor shows this upcoming summer. Cherry abacus is best for the end of the night. All the flowers grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. Even better, Sunset Lake CBD's farm-to-table approach gets you great pricing on premium CBD flower by shipping directly from their farm to your door. Yesterday, I was sitting here going through this massive list of what may happen, what probably won't happen for summer tour. And I was so worried about hosting a podcast with these deeply funny and intelligent dudes. Also Megan. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I had some sunset Lake CBD smokeables and I chilled out, but I was able to still focus on the work at hand. It was amazing, amazing stuff. Megan is deeply hilarious and also incredibly smart as well. Come on, don't take that the wrong way, everybody out there. Check out Sunset Lake today. The link is on the screen, sunsetlakecbd.com, and use coupon code, don't us coupon code, use coupon code, HFpod for 20% off all of your products. And we are back to discuss what will unquestionably be the most controversial issue of this entire controversial episode. (laughs) i'm gonna go to kevin hogan first because i want to hear your answer right now okay? okay will fish play a goose cover and if so what should they play
2: um no i don't think that they will i think that's a huge ask from mr mentor um uh, but if they did, I would hope that it was the Arcadia and not the Dripfield.
3: Any reason Arcadia over Dripfield?
2: Uh, I guess I'm more familiar with it Okay. more than okay. anything. Dripfield just came out, and I've heard it, what, two or three times maybe. I think the first time I ever heard it was Trey playing it with him. So <laughs> Ryan apparently <laughs> says no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: i'm with you brian and kevin i don't brian golenberg is
3: our our resident 1990 to 1992 fish expert and uh yes i i i understand where his his opinion is coming from um megan you are with brian and kevin what are your thoughts is it going to happen and if so what should they play
4: no i don't think it's going to happen but if they did i think it'd be kind of fun if they played animal
3: animal I like that. I think that would be great. <laughs> Animal to me is um uh goose channeling 2010's U2, which take that for what what it is. Um Travis, what do you got? I think if they do anything,
5: I don't think it'll be a straight cover. I think it'll be a tease inside one of the jams or something that you might hear Trey kind of leak into or something, but I don't think you know, I think he even had the lyrics like taped down in front of him as he was playing it with them and stuff. So I don't think they know the songs well enough to really play anything at this point yet. Yet, I say that because I eventually I could definitely see something happening, but I don't think so yet. And if anything, I think it would just be some kind of jam inside of something that somebody might hear and be like, oh, they teased Arcadia inside, you know, this Piper jam or something like that. But I don't see him playing a full song.
3: Yeah, there's the Alpine Valley show from August 9th, 2015, which was 30 years after Jerry passed. This is the summer of Fairly Well. And everybody thought this is the show that a dead cover is coming back at. And then they play this great version of Tweezer, which take it or leave it. There sounds like there is a Franklin's Tower jam at times during that Tweezer. And everyone latched onto that. It's like that is the message for Jerry. And so maybe there's the Arcadia Tweezer that's coming (laughs) at – uh, Hartford's because they'll be in Connecticut. Um, there you go. Yep. What, what Willie thinks has a great point that I was actually just thinking about as everybody's been talking. Could you imagine the dead playing Tweezer? This is the cool thought. What if like the dead survives in the late 90s and they're like, you know what? We're going to play uh, maybe not Tweezer. Yeah, We're not Tweezer. I
4: could do a farmhouse.
3: Farmhouse. They could do a farmhouse. But Brian Golenberg has thoughts. <laughs> Tim, no. Tim, Tim, what are your what are your what are your thoughts? Is this going to happen?
1: They absolutely are not going to cover Goose in the summer tour because they're going to save it for the Halloween cover of Dripfield <laughs> the
2: actual album. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: <No!
3: laughs> talk about triggered it. fans.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't. I mean, I don't think they will but i think it would be cool i'd be open to that and i'm not a, i mean like i like goose i'm not like a diehard you know like ryan storm level fan but like i i definitely enjoy them and and i would be completely okay with that i don't it's a weird thing i think to get angry about to be like oh you can't you know do that but yeah yeah i just don't see it happening though realistically
3: i like too many am- of
4: their own songs
3: They have a lot of their own songs. This is a good point. Um, I wish this would happen. I'm a huge Goose fan. Uh, I've listened to every Goose show since... I guess every show since the start of the Bingo Tour. So like two years worth of shows. I'm a huge, huge fan of the band. I listen to them constantly. Um, I don't think it's going to happen though. I think it's too obvious. Uh, I do wish... And I would encourage anyone out there who is giving us a no <laughs> to go and check out uh, Goose's song, uh, um, A Western Sun, specifically the 615 2021 version. That is my favorite Goose jam of all time. It is one of my favorite Goose songs. I would love to hear them try to play that song. And I would also love to hear them try to play Drive. I don't think it's going to happen. I just I don't, I don't just can't see it happening. But I would absolutely uh, love, love for that to happen. Um, let's move on here to a fun category. This shouldn't be controversial, although it's probably going to be, who knows? Um, we are talking here about not necessarily bust outs. Some of these might be bust outs, but songs that have not yet been played in 4.0 and should be brought back. Kevin Hogan, I think that this is your category. So you are going to go last. You're going to have to hear everyone else. Take <laughs> your answers. Tim, let's start with you. What do you think? song What song do you think that hasn't been played yet in 4.0 should be brought back?
1: Well, I need to pull up. I'm looking up the uh, Wookplus.com blog because there was an article today about what songs have not been played yet in 4.0 as my reference. Um, actually, I do have an answer, which I don't even think is in the blog piece. Um, I would love demand to come back. And, and particularly because everybody's like, oh, they can't play technical anymore, you know, like the, with the rift. Issue at Deer Creek and like the tech, and then Fishman, you know, saying in an interview a while back that it was like a very difficult song that he was having trouble playing. I think it would be insane if they just learned it, got it perfect, and nailed it. Um, but yeah, also check out the blog, the Wook blog. So yeah, you that. like how I snuck that plug in there? That's really good, sneaking, plug. but you're yeah, a PR professional.
3: I love that, <laughs> <laughs> Travis. What do you got? What is your pick for a song that has not been played in 4.0 should be brought back? That is a tough one. Um, <clears throat> I would like, I mean,
5: I would, I think it's the first one on caps. state. Th- I would like anything off of rift. So like fast enough. I think they haven't played that in a while. Um fast enough for you would be phenomenal because I that
2: was Camden 19,
5: the I last love time that I song. It.
4: Yeah, I love that song too. That's it. I mean, I love song.
5: anything off of Rift. Uh I would love to someday hear them just play like the whole album straight through at a show would be totally. my dream. Like oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, fat like that's such a great song and like such a of all the slow down songs they play too to like take the the breather song, so to speak, type thing. I wish they'd bring that one. I wish they'd play it again. Cause I, I like that. It's one of those great, like, ah, and you still enjoy it. You're not like, oh, I should yeah. go take a piss right now. Or like, you know, oh, not this one again. It's like, oh, excellent. So yeah, I would like to hear that.
3: It's uh fast enough for you would be a really good goose cover. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, my, I have two picks for this. Um, my first one I'm shocked has only been played three times. Everything is hollow off of cosmo Vox, it is talk about sparse on lyrics i mean there's like four words that are said over and over and over again but it's got a groove i don't think that it's been fully realized in any sort of way whatsoever and i think that like them playing that song and trying to figure out what to do with it like i feel like last year i think about the final hurrah that came out of uh, that really, the the 47-minute soul, plan, soul Planet from Shoreline. Like, we heard these songs in New Lights last year, and I would love to hear Everything is Hollow like that. But um, my second pick, uh, Incredible Perp, thanks so much for for picking a song. I did not pick, but I'm always asking for which is Thunderhead. Please, <laughs> please bring that back, guys. But my second pick is off of that album. It's the cover. It's the uh, title track, Round Room. They haven't played it since, like, 2015. And uh, you talk about someone on this podcast – He Will Not Be Named, uh, accuses Mike of writing the same song over and over again. Uh, Six different types of songs and smashing them all together and hoping that it actually works. Round Room is a beautiful song. It's a great song. It's got really cool ideas and it's like very simple and straightforward and always seems to lead to a jam. So that is my pick. Um, Megan, what do you have?
4: I have two. The first one is Kung. You are a
3: natural on this podcast. (laughs) Well,
4: thank you. Um, they haven't played it since like Providence 19. Um, no. They teased it during Hood at MSG. And I had some luck the last time I guessed that they would bust out something they teased at MSG. So um, <laughs> I also think it's time for an Iculus. It's so time. Like we haven't had one since before the pandemic. Like we just need one. There's a lot of places Trey could go in an Iculus and I'm we sure... We need Iculus. We need Iculus. And I'm sure it's not going to be played where I'm going to, but I've never seen Iculus. So I really want an Iculus, but I'm not going to any of those like magic venues. So I won't get one. But I'm sure Bethel or Alpine Dicks. will get one. Maybe
3: Dix may. Dix hasn't got one since Diculous. 2013. Or no, did it? Dick? No, Dic- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ridiculous.
3: Uh Brian Goldenberg, Waiting All Night is a great call. They did play that at the forum last fall. It's an amazing, amazing version out of simple, where they fall into this jam that sounds like waiting all night, but it's not waiting all night. And it's like one of the coolest things I've ever heard. And they stay in the jam through the song. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh Travis, I'm guessing you were at that show as well. That was that was a fun night.
5: That was a great night. That was talk that about was a, a type 2 Oh man. <laughs> At, like, yeah, early on, too. Like, what was it, Second Song? Second Song. But yeah, Second yeah. Song took us right there. I mean, I was, that show was so
3: much fun. I loved fun. it. I loved it. Um, Kevin, we've made you wait for your category long enough. Yeah. What song hasn't been played yet in 4.0? It should be played?
2: I got to cover an original. Um, Gula, because we need more synchronized dancing. I think that should be an every night requirement. And um, I would like to hear a Hold Your Head Up, because you would get a Fishman song.
3: Mm, i like that i, I think the last time it was i don't know the last hold your head up but i, I the last uh, one i saw was vegas 2018 and pittsburgh in
2: 19 fun. they did that's uh it. terrapin for the encore that's uh that was a
3: great show that had the only ghost of the forest uh yes. that
2: the band has ever played and, the and they were doing some weird thing with the like page had a sample of Trey's vocal that like mm. came through and part of it listen to it it's really weird Really weird. That tour
3: gets really overlooked, but there were some really fun moments of, of that overall what, tour. seven,
2: eight shows? It. New repeats? Yeah. That's fine. I call it a run. Yeah.
3: I don't think it's a tour. It's a run. Um, all right, we got two more segments. Thank you, everyone out there for hanging with us. Thank you for... Um, stay later, stay after. I will go through every single Goose show I've listened to and, and highlights. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you all. I'm here to convert you. Um, two more. We got one... Super important segment. And then one, I think the perfect way to close this out, which connects back to our second segment, if you can remember that far back. Um, But the, the, the penultimate wish list item, what will be the show of the summer 2022 tour? Megan, let's start with you.
4: I think probably one of the Bethel shows.
3: One of the Bethel shows.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna be there. So I, I don't really I want Brian. that to be it. But
3: yeah. I could totally see it. Like Bethel, there's such a vibe there. I, I sadly had to sell my tickets for Bethel. Um for so another. early
2: in the tour though.
3: It's very yeah, early in the tour.
4: That's true.
3: But They opened up summer 2011 there, and I would argue the second night of summer 2011, 528, is one of the best pre-fuck-your-face shows of 3.0. I I think that it can happen. It's where they played the tech waves, you know, the Bethel tech waves, where before Trey goes, do you want to play a jammier song? (laughs) Page responds, I do. (laughs) <laughs> As if like I thought you would never ask, <laughs> Kevin. What do you got? What's your show of the tour?
2: Uh, man, night two because they'll be warmed and greased up, and they'll be in Philly, and Trey loves Philly, and they're going to give it.
1: What are the odds? That was literally what I wrote down. Now I got to <laughs> scramble. Man no, you two. can go with the same thing. It's funny though, because you were like giving Megan shit. Oh, it's so early in tour. Man <laughs> Night 2 is literally the show before
4: Bethel. <laughs> <laughs> that that That's day. like such a dick move. <laughs> That's
1: perfect. Oh my
3: God. <laughs> Tim, what do, you, what do you got since you're scrambling?
1: Uh, I think... Probably Alpine. I, I I had Man Night too and I had Bethel. So my third choice would be, I think, Alpine after those two. I don't know which night, but one of the Alpine nights.
3: Be a fun time. Forty thousand people on the hill. Just I like...
1: can't believe I've never been there, and not, we were at Deer Creek and Zuke. I was like, "Wow, this place is huge!" And Zuke's like, "Yeah, Alpine has like another twenty thousand more more than this. That's insane."
3: alpine is it's staggering the amount of people there. and it so kills wild.
1: your calves if you're
2: up it on does. that lawn
3: you, you got you got to be in the in the pavilion I'm just i gotta figure
2: out that. a way to get there it's so good
3: <laughs> yeah um, maine
2: because nobody's going to maine everybody's going to blow off maine and they're going to be like fuck it let's do kong
3: <laughs> i i got a friend who lives in maine who's blowing off maine because he's going to great woods he's like i can't drive to, to Bangor as well um travis what do you got
5: I got, well, I'm going to throw one oddball in there, which will be Toronto, just because I feel like they owe the Great White North something, something good.
3: Something. <laughs> but I feel
5: like Pine Knob, just because it's also on Bob Seger Drive, which I feel like they could bust out some Seger that night as a cover at some point and really like have that show that would be fun. So. Great moves.
3: That's one of like the hold your hold your head sure. up night moves vacuum solo. Holy yes. Like that. there we go. <laughs> there there's
5: there's there's the show of the tour, right? So <laughs> so I don't know. One of those one off shows though I feel like are always the fun. Sometimes yeah. they're not so great, but I feel like I don't know. Toronto should is owed something, and I Pine Knob has that. So I, I'm gonna pick one of those two. I,
3: I I went with what I thought was a very obvious pick. I'm shocked nobody else got it. Sunday night at Merryweather, Merryweather Post night night two. It is every time they play that venue. Going back, uh, 2010, you've got the second night is the Jumpin' Jack Flash, is the incredible Piper, Saw It Again, Walfredo opener. Uh, 2011, last time Fish ever played Albuquerque. Um, Probably one of the most important moments of my entire life. Uh, 2013, that incredible second set where Trey comes out wearing the Fearless shirt. It's the first time Trey wore a t-shirt on stage. This is the most ridiculous stuff I know. The first time he wore a t-shirt on stage, it was not like a designer brand since 2.0. Uh and it just like it that that second set the light is incredible. 2014 you got the Tweezer Fest, 2015 that night one is absolutely incredible. Uh, 2018 you've got that amazing second night where they play like all old songs and then Tweezer reprise a, a bunch of times 2019 was okay you got a good second set in the second night but I feel like Meriwether they're going to get there it's going to be they midway through the tour they love it there's such a vibe at that place and every time they come out they're just like screw it here's Glide Iculus <laughs> NO2 whatever we, we went whatever.
2: in we 92 yeah. to see them open for Santana there And we left when Santana came on because we had a tank out in the car. So we went and saw the fish set and just bailed and hung out in the parking lot.
4: (laughs) I did the same thing in Europe '96. I went and saw (laughs) Santana and then left.
5: Eh, Nice, nice. Don't sleep on dicks Thursday night, too. I feel like that first night. I'm shocked.
4: People will be Dix. getting
5: into town and it's one of those shows where like not everybody will be there yet or the people that are there. It's like one of the, it's it's like that, you know, like first night in Vegas when they bust out the golden age or something like that, that you're just like. So like it could be that show too. that Thursday night could be a special show at Dick's. So.
3: Everyone's going to be so worn out from Taper's Choice the night before and they're going to be like, "You know what? Actually, we're skipping that one." We're going to be primed.
5: Once, once that Fishman or Mike sit in happens with Taper's Choice, it's going to be a rowdy there night. It like, there it is. Right? There like, it, we're it is. There not going to be to bed before four. so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, we got one more segment here. Did I I got everyone, right? We got everyone? Cool. This, I feel like I'm hosting like around the horn right now. Um, all right, <laughs> the last segment that we are going to th- – the last wish list item that we are going to talk about. And Brian Goldenberg, we got to give him a shout out. He thinks – <laughs> I don't think Fish's playing back. But maybe 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 next year that will be the show of the tour. Um, I'm just going to give him one more no. <laughs> 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 um, all right. This is a Travis Con- uh, uh, um, question. This is an awesome one. Heading into Dick's, this is a multiple choice. So I just want everyone to absorb the question and then I'm going to go ahead and give you the answers here for the options. Heading into Dick's, what will be the most talked about thing that happened on tour? Is it going to be a bust out, a certain venue jam, Mike's fashion, vicious samples, or some unknown crazy event, which means you have to explain yourself. Kevin, I'm going to start with you.
2: Okay. Um, I definitely think it is going to be a certain venue jam. One night they are going to do that 36-minute song we talked about, and I think that that will consume the the talk on the lot, and you'll hear it every eighth car, somebody playing it.
3: <laughs> do you have a pick of what venue this is going to be at?
2: Um, the Man Night 2.
3: not too early in the tour just right right time
1: perfectly Uh, placed
3: (laughs) perfectly placed awesome awesome stuff uh tim what is your pick what are what is going to be the most talked about thing on tour
1: i think it's going to be the incredible recaps that people watch throughout the tour they're going to go the dude They're just going to be like, man, those Late Night Wook Plus recaps and those Next Day HF Pod recaps are so on point.
3: I think that's a good that's, – that's great. Snuck some marketing in there. Well done, my dude.
5: That's a good way to explain your answer too. Well done. <laughs> that was really good.
3: Cool Megan, on. what do you got?
4: The Quadraphonic Tompling bust out.
3: Yes. How is it a bust out if they already played it?
4: I know. Well, it's the reason. Wow. It will be recognized
2: by that website that does stats. Right.
4: That right.
2: website.
3: What happens by if the they have like actually, if this word has gotten back to them and they've actually sat down and learned like the, Italy, and they like actually play quadraphonic toppling as it's played on the second disc. What happens then? What happens then?
4: I just think it's so funny that like a band that improvises all the time now has to play a song exactly how they played on the record for it to count. It just seems funny to me. But yeah, I think that then it will be counted, I guess. That's
3: a good point. I feel like Tweezer, like as long as they're saying like Tweezer, Tweezer, Tweezer over like whatever, like, <laughs> they played Tweezer, didn't they? That's a good point. That's really good. Party point. time. Party time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> Thomas, what do you got?
5: um i'm hoping that it's a uh bust out jam from a certain venue (laughs) mike wearing some incredible fashion and fish laying in some samples so we just kind of get this whole array of everything to talk about that
4: could definitely happen
5: right exactly so i think we roll them all into one thing and then we watch the after shows for the dissection
3: of how great that was <laughs> and they go into the quadraphonic toppling out of this <laughs> Me, bust out jam exactly expertly, <laughs> done, <gee>. expertly done expertly <laughs> done you know it's interesting cuz if because what you just suggested specifically the bust out jam i think before last year it'd be like dude come on like you are thinking like crazy like you're you're way way thinking too like optimistically about fish but then like last year they basically did that with Axel apart 2 like they did play it once not as a jam but then the second time that they played it so your technical bust out they played 21 minutes like yeah. it's just one of those things that like it it totally could happen now where they could be like we're going to play Washington, and it's going to go for twenty seven minutes. Why not? Like that is and Mike not gonna be
4: wearing like metallic lipstick and yes you
3: and- and 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 could scarf. have taken pictures yeah. of these like really cool neon pink shoes. and uh, yeah, I'm right. I, I think
5: it. either way, no matter what, I think we'll have a lot to talk about by the time Dix rolls around. So I think it'll be a really exciting summer tour. To, to I'm get right to there with dissect. It. There we go, Mike's second
2: jam. Right nice, back. yeah. Mike's
3: second jam. Let's always do that. I have I have an optimistic thought on this category and a pessimistic thought. Um, which do you want to hear first?
5: Hmm.
1: Pessimistic. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Pessimistic. My pessimistic thought is that the. Uh, the most talked about thing is going to be some unknown crazy event, which is going to be people wishing a 57-year-old played like a 27-year-old and not understanding that people age, and that's okay. How do you that's explain okay. Del McCrory,
2: though? How do you explain oh, Del McCorry who can rip the snot out of that mandolin?
3: <laughs> I think there's an ocean of love within Trey, <laughs> and we should be celebrating it every single day regardless the speed that he plays his music at. Oh, my uh, the God. Op-
4: Play the maze from MSG this year. It was, like, so fast.
3: <laughs> this is this is your hill to die on. I love it. It is.
4: Um, Trey's- anyway, yes. Go ahead, it, Ryan, sir. It
3: does seem that Trey's fashion makes the news. I don't know what Mike can wear anymore that would surprise people. This is true. Trey wears, like, a $450 hoodie with, like, a cat on it. People are like, oh, my God.
5: Um, Meanwhile, Mike's in good. like a metallic outfit that's like shining, <laughs> yeah. colors. And like, what do no, people want from me?
3: <laughs> yeah, and like, baselines you know, like, too. What do you people want from me? <laughs> uh, my optimistic view is the uh, certain venue jam. Uh, I said I thought the everything's right is going to go forty-three minutes. I think it's going to happen at Blossom, and I think it's going to like just soak in the vibe of that amazing roof and that beautiful venue that somehow justifies Ohio's existence. And I am so, <laughs> so excited to hear that. Um, so I think we did it guys. I think we did it. This That's was, awesome. this was awesome. Kevin, Travis, Tim, thank you guys so much for hanging with us. We will all be hanging out a ton throughout this upcoming summer tour. We are going to be on each other's shows. We're going to be po- promoting each other's shows. Uh, HF pod Goes live at 1 p.m. Eastern, the day after each show. Plus, we'll do a little bit of like pre show hangs on Sundays, but we'll give out details about that later. Wook Plus goes live 15 minutes after every single show. So, the night of every single show, just jump on over to that Wook Plus link and hang out with them. We'll be on a couple of those. Some other awesome people will be on those um, as well as the lot hangs on Wednesdays before the shows, which should be really, really, really cool. And please check out tonight, 9 PM Eastern. I believe Wook plus live season three tour finale, where they are going to complain about every single show that dead and co has played since its inception and figure <laughs> out why. We
2: get to go back to further. And to <laughs> the dad. I mean, this guy has been writing this out list forever. Oh,
1: poor Matt Bush.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that was
1: amazing. God, you're such a professional. Well,
5: awesome. Thank you. So this good. has Can't been wait, so man. much fun. We're taking this notes. has been
3: awesome. Thank you guys so much for Thank hanging you. with us here today. We will see you guys this summer. We're going to be hanging out a ton.
5: Can't wait. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Thanks Brian. You guys are awesome. Okay. Thank so you, fun.
3: guys. All right. That was a ton of fun.
4: That was really fun. Those
3: dudes are so much fun. I had a lot of fun uh, going through just kind of ridiculous what is going to happen over summer tour. I hope you had as much fun as I did, Meg.
4: I did. I love hanging out with those guys. And there's a great They're list awesome. of questions.
3: That was a great, great list of questions. We'll see what happens. I'm really, really stoked. Um, we will be back not next Monday. We'll be back on Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern to break down night one of Fish's tour. We've got a great lineup of guests. We have Robert Kerr, one of my close friends who will be at the shows, as well as Dana Slattery and Dan Roberts, all good people who are hanging out, going to Great Woods. Really, really excited about that. One thing I do want to say to everyone out there who's still hanging with us on Monday We are doing a listener's choice episode. You just write to us on Twitter at HFpod. Tell us what you want us to talk about and we will talk about it. It's going to be kind of like a mailbag episode, but it's going to be centered around one topic that we're really into. So hit us up on Twitter at HF Pod with what you want us to talk about or throw it in the comments here on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday as we're recapping shows, and we'll go ahead and we'll go with your idea. Really, really excited about that episode. Um before we leave well no we'll we'll just we'll hold that off. Megan, we've been hanging for 90 minutes plus a bonus episode. I hope you have yourself a wonderful evening. Sleep tight in advance of tour tomorrow. I can't wait to talk about this this tour with you i'm really excited
4: yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun thanks brian
3: thank you thank you to everyone out there listening we will see you all on friday afternoon take care bye guys Cyrus. Hi, this is Henry Kaye, host
1: of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media. The leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and
3: change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.